Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What is going on? We are back with the Vigor Life Podcast with my man Cody Boom Boom McBroom. What is good? And uh, today uh, we're back. We're basically uh, we're back to essentially coaching. We're we're doing coaching. We're going to talk about some um, concepts and strategies. We're going to answer some Q and A. Uh, some questions from last time, and uh, we also got some new ones, uh, and these ones we can kind of dig deep into. But I'm going to start it off with um, something that keeps coming up, and, and so I wanted to address it. And, uh, you know, what's really cool is that some of the stuff that I'll be talking about in as far as it comes to, like, nutrition coaching and also, like, training, how you can draw parallels in just about anything. Uh, so, so a lot of the coaching concepts that I'm going to go over and we're going to go over you could literally draw a parallel line to, you know, any other area of life. I mean, obviously, you know, we get a lot of business stuff like one of the next um, podcasts we're going to go. Uh, I'm going to go over some stuff that that uh, I'm going to learn in my insights from the 212 event, which I'm going out to uh, this coming weekend. But um, that's what's so dope is, you know, when you look at this stuff and obviously, you know, you're doing a lot of uh, business now and, and your online coaching, but you you can you can see how limiting factors in nutrition, you know, you can take it right across and go yeah. like, okay, what's, what's not working here in my business. Right. And, you know, with that said, multiple people uh, this week said to me, and it's like in some form of another, well, you know, my situation is special. So th- this is why it brought me to say that, you know, the special scenarios, you know, the special scenarios, um, and, and this is actually a note that I have is aren't really that special. They're just everyday real life examples of human diversity. Um, and let me say like what I mean with the special scenarios, like the people start thinking that they're they're different. And look, you're, you're very unique. But when it comes to nutrition in the vast majority of situations, um, I'm not going to say some, you know, random number, 98 percent, whatever. Right. But, you know, but I mean, same thing. You probably deal with it. How many people have to see, you know, because I. I don't recommend you try to solve, uh, I would say, medicine issues with nutrition, right? right like that's right. not our our realm, uh, and you know, don't try to be too smart and and try to solve medical problems uh, with you know nutritional advice unless you are, uh, I would say, like that, that is your realm and you have studied that and you're, you know, you you can do those things. So, but in the vast majority of situations, the people that we see, uh, you know. I would say that their body composition and health and performance can be improved with lifestyle and nutritional changes. Oh, 100%. And, and uh, honestly, a lot of those medical issues probably can too. It, yes. Even yes. stuff with like, for instance, my eczema, yep. like it was, it, I haven't had it in, in months now because I just simply removed specific things out of my diet. Poof, it's gone. It, right? no, so I, now I don't I, have to use all these lotions and all this shit that I was buying. I, I agree. I, I agree. Like in, but it, for instance, right? Like, if you like do the things that like are, are not outside of your realm and you're like, okay, well, let's start fixing these foundational things. This is yeah. great because it's a, it's a perfect leeway into what I was going to say. Um, you know, a lot of these problems are usually going to go away. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, you know, sometimes they don't. Obviously, that's like just means digging deeper and maybe, you know, referring out. But um, in majority situations, they do. And, and this is where kind of like that whole special situation is, right? Uh, that clients can get distracted with special scenarios. And uh, it's like the trap of like a mowing the lawn while the house is on fire. And in a uh, perfect, so I walk into, so this is, this is a, a great one, right? And I, I don't want to like be crazy judgmental on it, but uh, you know, somebody walks into super subs yesterday and 
you know, the first question is like, hey, where, where are the joint pills? You know, and it's like, you know, the, the person on that super sub is like, well, uh, what, what are you looking for? Now it's, you know, it's the pills that are going to make my joints feel better. I mean, like literally this is the sentence that's coming out. And, you know, this person is quite, you know, quite overweight. I'd even say obese. Um, and so my question, and once again, like th- th- there's obviously judgment here because I don't know, you know, so, uh, I don't know all, everything that's behind it. But with, you know, what we've seen and, and the thousands of clients that we've we've trained, this is kind of like that special scenario where you're you're going to get a pill to help improve your joint pain right. where it, it's, you know, exercise and joint mobility drills and, you know, anti-inflammatory, foods. anti-inflammatory food right. and, and obviously losing weight so yeah. that there's less stress on the joints is the solution. But but it's like but you're going to the store because you're looking for that magic pill. Right. Um, it, and it's, you know, same same scenario as, uh, for instance, uh worrying about a single supplement like vitamin supplement when your overall eating pattern is chaos or uh glycemic index of like a carrot you know right. when you're when you're snacking late at night right it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like you're really worried about this special scenario thing but these fundamentals are just yeah. like completely out of whack well and i think right? that's why like the paleo movement like people who are in that are so like gung-ho because they've seen drastic changes in their life because of it from all these different things. Right. Yep. And they try to, and this is where we kind of like set our boundaries. They try to prescribe things through food because you can get right. But, it, but at the end of the day, it's somewhat true. Like, like doctors and all these pe- medical professionals are prescribing these pills, but they don't even supplement nutrition and proper training and stuff like that. And there's that huge gap. Um, and like you said, it's like mopping the floor when the ce- ceiling's leaking, yeah. like, or yeah. if an athlete hurts their ankle, and then they brace it up and they lose all mobility in it. They're going to end up hurting it again because they don't they're not moving it, not getting any range of motion. So 90 um, percent of the time you can literally fix all these issues by just changing your diet, Fa- like foundational yeah. things. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's no better quote here than like, you know, food being nature's medicine cabinet. Right. Yeah. Um, and so to go back, you know, because all the like the the people that are the best, like if you start looking at, uh, you know, our clients or the people that. I don't know, in, in your life that you look up to and you go like, man, that person's really healthy, they're lean, mm-hmm. right? What you'll notice is they're like really, really good at the fundamentals, Yeah. right? It, it's not, uh, and you know, Gene had a great question last time, which we'll bring up about like, you know, the diets and keto and like, why mm-hmm. do they become mainstream and so popular? And, you, you know, and I think this is going to loop back in to be able to talk about that. But, um, you know, it, you'll, you'll notice that people are just really good at fundamental things. Yeah. And, Here's like to 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 reaffirm what are some of the fundamental things that, you know, are, are kind of like these base habits that we teach and, you know, eating slowly, eating, eating to 80 percent full, which are very, very kind of uh, closely interrelated. That's my uh, biggest issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and once again, like, you know, if, if this was coaching this, it wouldn't be in this order. It would be like any of these. Right. We're we'll talking a little bit about. Right you know, what's, what's the best behavior to start? Well, it's, it's the one that depends on the person and the client and, and, you know, what they choose. Uh, but you got eating lean protein with every meal. And we talk about that, you know, all the time, uh, eating five servings of veggies and fruits every day, uh, smart carb, smarter carb choices. I would say, uh, healthy, eating healthy fats, preparing your meals, a huge one, you know, one that's a big mover right there, recording your intake. So tracking in some way or another, you know, whether it's journaling, uh, Create, you know, sleep rituals. I know that doesn't touch necessarily on nutrition, but it's such a huge factor here too. Uh, drinking calorie-free beverages, uh, eating whole foods, uh, protein, colorful veggies every meal, 80, 20, 90, 10. Like 
these are like these big movers and then they have a ton of different kind of like subcategories yeah. and strategies that we could go over. But, you know, whenever you start catching yourself being like, well, but, you know, I have this special scenario, uh, I would always say like, man, until you're not mastering the fundamentals, yeah. uh, you know, that special scenario most of the time, if, if you have like really improved your fundamentals and those things are still flaring up, you know, that's kind of like when you start digging deeper. right? Yeah. But well, and I think like Jason Phillips said something, he said uh, he teaches his people to focus on protein and produce. So if you look at it like that, like if you solely focus on just getting 90% of your diet is just protein and produce, right? You're eating lean meats, you're eating hopefully grass fed, like real good dairy. You're eating tons of veggies and fruits and root vegetables. Your oils and fats are coming from the ground at some point. If not, they're from an animal. If you do that, you really only end up eating to 80% full because it's very hard to eat real, like overeat real food as far as calories go. You're going to stay more full. Your metabolism is going to be healthy. Your hormones are going to be healthy. Your joints are going to feel better. Like that one thing can solve so many issues if people just let it be so simple, right? Yep. I think people just don't want to, the people that are successful, like we're talking about, are the people that are okay with it being extremely simple. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, wrong with that. And there's, and I think that it comes back to the whole, uh, you know, why do we make things complex? And you know what? I'm gonna come. I'm actually gonna go to this question right now because I it, just and think it parallels, it right? Like you said, like there's plenty of other areas of my life that I complicate the hell out of the shit. The hell out of stuff. Yeah, and it, and it overwhelms me, right? And in nutrition, I've I've been able to develop that, but it's funny how everything, like you said, is just it's always a parallel. Like you can, if you can look at this and go. How can I apply that to another area of my life or how does this apply or how does this reflect on another area? You will be so unbelievably surprised how many insights you have. It's insane. Because and, and like I said, you know, maybe fitness and nutrition is, I would say, easier for us because we've been doing it for a long right, time, exactly. building those skill sets. Yep. But you go to the, you know, you go to the parallel and, you know, we get these questions all the time, like the marketing thing. And it's like, well, get better at the basics. You know, are you communicating every day? You know, are you emailing multiple times a week and putting right. stuff on social media and creating value for the marketplace? And, it, and it's. It's the same thing, but the, the, the per, when a person doesn't do it, they try to find a, find a complex solution because mm -hmm. they think it's going to speed stuff up. You yep. know, so that and, and I would say that's that's the business special scenario. Right? Let's yeah. just call it yeah, that. Yeah. Well, but, you know, like videos killing right now. So I need right. to like get the most elaborate video ad of yeah. all time. Yeah. And it's like, man, listen, you're not even putting out like, you know, basic one minute Instagram videos right. to create con value. But you want to jump the gun and you know spend ten thousand dollars on on video production. I was guilty to that. Um, which which you should with Gene. Uh, a little that's just a little like a little com commercial there. in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, but but to that question actually, because it it it's, it fits in really nice, right? With Gene asked us this last week. You know, with new diets, why do uh, new diets become so popular? You know, is it because of mainstream social media uh, news? You know, how do you help clients? block out popular fads and stick to the basics. Um, and I mean, I would say number one is educate, you know, educate and create awareness because uh, most people that kind of go through this reoccurring loop of diets, mm -hmm. you know, it hasn't worked in the past, right? Well, I tried XYZ when it came out and I had some results and then it fell off, right? Because yeah. none of them were sustainable. And I don't think any of them are bad. Like, I mean, I, you know, same thing. We don't really fall in line with any kind of camp when it yeah. comes to diets, you know, whether it's keto, whether it's paleo, whether it's, you know, zone, I don't give a shit what it is. Like the reality is, is like what is going to work for the person? And, you know, if you don't give it a label, you actually see that a lot of, a lot of these diets have quite a, a lot of commonalities. Yeah. Right. Oh, they actually, they actually do, you know, like majority of, of, of these diets, like, you know, uh, recommend, 
whole unprocessed foods. Yeah. You know what I mean, they they recommend having protein. Uh, they rec- you know, there's all these like quality things that they recommend. And to be honest, like if you just took the label off, you know, if you didn't call paleo paleo, yeah. and you were like, well, here's some rules, right? And if if you you know took the label off of keto or whatever, right? Same thing. Here here's some rules. You notice that that there's things that like uh, crossover crossover. Yeah. You know, and and it's just like Eric Cressy was saying, like, hey, you know look at you know the strength coaches in the industry and notice that like what are all the things that people are doing the same and that's going to be like 80 the top guys going to be doing 80 to 90 percent the same um and like those are the things you should learn from right you know what i mean like those are the things that 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 work and and how somebody coaches it is going to relate to some a specific person uh, yes. and that's what kind of sucks them in and it's just like like if we look at sales like we want to put out the benefits versus the features, right? So all these diets do the same thing. They're going to shout out all these benefits. But if you look at the other ones, a lot of the benefits are all correlated. Yeah, yeah. And I try to uh, relay the message that essentially it's always a way to get you to consider being healthier and eating less calories. Mm -hmm. That's every single diet, right? And there's even this new one I heard somebody talking about. It's called like the five by five diet. Have you heard of that? No. It's like five meals a day and each meal has five or less ingredients. You can't do that without eating real foods because most processed foods have a shit ton of uh, crazy stuff on the label. So there's no restrictions on calories or anything, but you end up eliminating all these high calorie processed foods. You're going to end up eating less calories. You're going to end up eating healthier. Of course, you're going to lose weight and feel all, better. Like all it really is. I mean, essentially you're just creating a different framework, like 100%. the five by five. I mean, yeah. we just create a different framework. Right? It's catchy. It makes sense. Somebody hooks onto it because a- exactly. Jessica and Alba represented it or something like that. And then they, I got to get on that now. And then people dive on it though. But that's, and by and the way, I saw eating pasta at the restaurant we were at like not long ago. <laughs> I don't know if that had only yeah, five ingredients, it definitely but hey, didn't. It that's is not on it the is. five by five. <laughs> she can do that though. She can do five by nine. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but the thing is, like, if you put all that, like, if you you put a big piece of paper on her and then just started writing down all these different habits and, and tactics yeah. and strategies, and you know, you just went to people and said, "Hey, pick one. Which one? We you know which one seems the most common sense or easiest for you to do, or maybe the one that you feel like you need to change the most." And they picked and they just started doing it. Yeah. Right. At the end, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you'd call it. You know what I mean? Like it it, it legitimately wouldn't. You know that's why I I, I love the PM principle, like even the, the the fundamentals that I called out because you know most of these actually like will fall under most diets. Yeah. Except for the dumb ones like the fucking cookie diet and stuff like that. Right. I mean, but is that but, a real thing? That's a real thing. Yeah, there's there's like <laughs> I, I forgot. There's like I think there's like it's like in the tens of thousands of diets, yeah. right? And you know how it is. Like people just you know you had that whole uh, well calories are the only thing that matters. Right. So fucking you can eat ice cream. It's yeah. like uh, not not necessarily. Well, dude, right. they're doing a lot of studies that are gonna backlash that yeah. whole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And my, my whole thing is is if I can lay out like a lot of people want to attach themselves to a title. So if if I lay out five quote unquote fad diets that I know are safe, I'm going to lay them out and let them pick. And if that makes them more sustainable with it and they still get the result and they're healthy and they're happy, then cool. Rather than me going, ah, like I think this diet's going to be best for you and then them rebelling against it. Yeah. So I think to an extent that's fine. If we can preach the message message of like precision nutrition, just basic produce and protein style eating, I always think that's the best way to go. And if you track calories and macros, that should still be the fundamental principle behind it. Intermittent fasting, same thing. Like you should be focused on that above all else. And, and you know, you made a great point where like people have to make a choice. Um, you know, there's still, I, I, I can't tell you how much of this I see. And, uh, and, it's, and it's crazy because I'm seeing it in, you know, coaching is coaching. And I see it in, in a lot of the business realm too. But, you know, people making, a, like people not making a choice and coaches not actually coaching 
because now I, I don't even fucking think it's coaching, right? It's right. like I think it's the guru style, of like like I'm the guru, I'm gonna tell you what to do, yeah. right? But um, and when people don't make the choice, there's no autonomy, and automatically there's some subconscious like rejection behind it. Yeah. Um, so asking and like I have some dope ass examples here. Um, and I think it, uh, like to go off that real quick, like I think a great coach their main job is just asking questions and getting the person to answer, right? Like it almost like frustrated me when I started like business coaching with somebody and I'm like, no dude, like you're supposed to tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. They're like, well, why is this? Why did this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, the fuck are you asking me questions for? But then I found the answer and that's where the learning process grows. Right. And mm -hmm. I've grown so much more because of that rather than someone just telling me the answer. And there's, you know, and there's, I would say there's a fine line because, uh, you know, questions are important, but it, but it might be something like, you know what, like, hey, Cody, what do you think? You know, what do you think? Like, I'm, I have some ideas I'd like to share with you, but but let me ask you first. You know, what do you think are some things you should do? 100%. Especially with nutrition and training. Ab, you know, ab, absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, like, I'm like, you know, here's here's what some of our clients did and had success with. Yeah. Right. But first, let me let me ask you what you think, you know, you should be or, or what are some steps do you think would help you out? Right. Because one, like, like I said, this is collaborative. Like, it's, you know, there's co-active coaching involved. Um, you get insight on the person, you know, like you get because let's be real, like, you know, I, I mean, no matter how good you are as far as like intuition goes and reading people and, you know, kind yeah. of recognizing patterns, there's no like the more questions you ask and the deeper that you go, like the more you actually start seeing what makes people tick. Yeah. You know what their life is really like. You kind of start, you know, learning to read in between the lines yeah. and so on. And so and the thing is, the more buy in there is that person starts sharing more because let's be real at the beginning you might you might not hear everything yeah uh it's, it's like when we had the we had dan in for the fms right and it's it's a perfect example like that you know the fms the movement screen doing an assessment you kind of get this when at the beginning they fill out the health and history form and it's like you know did you have any serious injuries and it's like nah. you know there's nothing and right. and then all of a sudden you start going and it's like hey you know what's what's going on here like your shoulder shoulder doesn't uh really flex overhead Oh man, I forgot six years ago, I completely like tore it. You know, I had to reconstruct the surgery on right. it. Right? And, and you're like, you didn't feel like that would be something important to mention. Yeah. Oh, I just, man, I completely forgot about it. Right. And, and that's, and sometimes it's, you know, forgetting. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, there's shame and blame behind right. sharing. Well, like, they don't the want to be left out of anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of different stuff that, and, and with nutrition, I think it's even more so, you know, one, People don't recognize their own patterns. Um, you know, sometimes it's the the, the shame of, oh, man, like this is how I eat and this is what I do yeah. and this is how I do it. You know, so there has to be enough like rapport and and, and care and empathy and and like uh, really listening so that people are like, I you know what, I'm comfortable with sharing these things because this person's really here to help me. Yeah. Um, you know, so all of a sudden now we're digging deeper again because, you know, how much does it matter that people care, that people listen, that you ask questions. Um, and not just once, you know, Hey, it's, it's keto, it's this, it's right. that, it's whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, and, well, and I think that attitude right there, and this is the bold statement, but I think that's why like at vigor, like all of us, we have the least like less, the least likelihood of people like coach hopping, I guess, if that's a thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. how many people do we get that are like, Oh, like I was working with so-and-so and then I started working with so-and-so and then like, I felt like this, so I just didn't do anything. And then I started working with this person and now they're finally resorting here and then they're here for years, right? And so it's like trying to meet them where they're at and actually give them a solution that they can follow and adhere to is so powerful. But yeah, you've got to do this communication, the questioning, all that stuff that you're talking about. Because that, that's there. the foundation. And like, I mean, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, working at, at, at bigger gyms and it was just like, 
you know, I'd get a coaching client from someone else and it's like, well, but they said this, but that, and that, then that guy said that, you know, and, it, yeah. and, it's, and it's all over the place. And all, all it really does is, you know, a lot of times it, that whole buy-in goes down, right? You get, you get more confusion, you get, uh, I would say people really start questioning it more. They start, you know, kind of feeling the threat. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, he, I know this is kind of going left field a little bit, but at the same time, like, you know, why I never wanted to uh, do the, oh, just come in and be an independent contractor, right? It's like, we, we have to have yeah. the same kind of like uh, v- like principles and, and vision of what we're coaching and teaching and believing. Right. Um, and so so that every, it's, it's like, it's unity. It's one unit, right? right. It's, it's like, well, I, I know if I go ask Cody this, if I go ask Luca this, if I go ask, you know, Theo or Rach or yep. Justin, like they're going to basically in, 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 the big picture is always going to be the same. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's super, super key um, because when you go to two, you know, you go to different gurus and like, well, one guru said this and the other guru yeah. said that. Right. Like, but, but when you start, but when you come from a base of like asking questions and understanding someone more, yeah, you know, the, the person a lot of times kind of reveals their own answers. Yep. Right. And uh, man, so this, this is a, uh, this is something I think I brought this up in one of the podcasts, but um it, it's and this is can be very very parallel in coaching it's the questions of number one is like what do i want to do right so and most people that come here is like ah, i want to lose body fat and like feel healthier and right you fill in the blank and then you got the four well put it this way there's there's multiple behaviors right that are going to consist of that right so but let's say whatever let, let's say there's, there's three but there's four questions you ask right what does it involve so it might be like i want to get in shape okay it involves you know, somebody comes and sees you, uh, like the guy that just started strength camp, right? What does it involve? Well, you know, strength camp is twice a week and it will be good if you could do, you know, two team training sessions right, right. a week, right? So it's like, that's what it involves. Why does it matter? It's like, well, he wants to put on some muscle, right? When you, when you train and you break down muscle and you eat right, like you're going to build mus- muscle right. up, right? Number three is how will, how will I know that I've done it? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple for, for us. Cause it's like, you got to show up. There's accountability. Yeah. It's like, well, man, like the coach is going to know that you showed up. Like Zen planner is going to show that you right. know that you showed up. And number four is like, what tells me it's time to move on? And that might be like, well, it's a 12 week program or, hey, the first month, you know, do three training sessions and we'll reassess. But, you know, after uh, four weeks, if you were 90 percent compliant with your training sessions, maybe we bump you up to do, you know, the mobility drills on Wednesday or whatever. Right, maybe. Right. And so like I just did an example of the behavior being you know, lifting weights, right? But then what could be behavior too is, you know, adding protein to every meal. Well, why is that important? Well, because we need protein to build muscle, right? And and so that's why I'm like such a big fan of of like these, notice how like there's such basic things, but they open up your eyes to, you know, what you are or, or not doing, Yeah. right? Um, and it's the whole thing between like the outcome versus behavior goal, right? Like step step one, for any client is like how show how behaviors get them to their outcomes. Cause like, man, you can't, you know, like you can't control fat cells and hormones like directly. I mean, obviously you can with your behaviors. Right. But, but like nobody can tell you, I I still, I still think that I still think that this is a, a, a really, really tough one, but I know if you've heard this, right. It's like, well, you know, if we do everything right, you can lose up to two pounds of fat a week. Yeah. Right. But, for real, like, how do you, 
and, and how in the fucking world do you know that that person is going to do that, even right. if they do everything right? You can't. You can't. Like, no. you just cannot, right? The and odds might be that one to two absolutely. pounds, assuming it, you do everything it, right. It may but be more, of course, too, because of, like, the, you know, yeah. water retention and you drop in that. But that, because it, it brings me up to, to a scenario where, like, you know, Justin Wong, uh, like, there was a client where, for instance, I thought, man, like, really good results, right? But they go, like, oh, man, I, I don't know about my results. And it's like, I was like 12 or 13 pounds of, of fat, I mean, of weight loss. Plus I know like in this time frame, like the muscle mass is right, going up, the right. weight, like the lifts have gone up and everything. And like, I don't know, like eight weeks. I'm like, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. Right. But it's like, there's, there's no, and, and I think the conversation around expectation has to be there too, where, you know, it's like, well, asking a person what they're expecting. Yeah. Like, what were what, they actually looking for? Yeah. What, like, what do you believe, you know, is the goal that you want to achieve? Cause if somebody, I mean, let's be real. Like somebody comes to you and you says, well, look, Cody, I want to lose 30 pounds in, in uh, three months. Right. And it's, it's like, well, you know, we can't necessarily influence that, but let's look at the behaviors that'll get you there. Right. And also not just that, like I'm a big fan of going like, okay, you know, for this goal, like it's going to take more, yeah. like more training with me. Is gonna take you know more compliance in nutrition. You're gonna to have to be like ninety percent compliant yeah. for this goal, yeah. right? So it's gonna be very, it's gonna be more challenging, right? Are you willing or are you able? Like, so it's the will, ready, willing, and able. You know, are you yeah. ready, willing, and able to do this? And a lot of times you find out that that's not the case, yeah. right? But it's like, well, we can go this route. Now it might take longer to get there, but we'll get there, yeah. right? And giving people the choice, right? The 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 choice is like, man, we can go gung ho, but this is what this is gonna take. Yeah. You know, and that's going to be harder to maintain and like, you know, just giving them the reality check. Of well, it, and I right? think everything's an assessment, right? And people are too quick to jump the gun. And we we're talking about Dan doing the FMS. I mean, all that is, is like I come in and he's like, OK, Cody, you're fit. You're in shape. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Let's do assessment. I got messed up this, messed up this. I got to work on this. Right. So it's the same thing with nutrition. When someone comes to me and they say they want to lose X amount of weight instead of me going, yeah, we can lose two pounds a week. Let's just get it like I have to assess everything. And then if assuming they do everything, they don't lose that. It's an another assessment. Like, okay, why aren't they doing that? Mm -hmm. What else do we have to change? What are they not telling me? What other behavior or environmental habits do they have, whether it's stress or hormonal or whatever it may be. Um, and I think not enough people are willing to stop, slow down and assess yep. like everything. Cause the it happens. Work, man. I, yeah. I keep getting back 100%. to it. This is a great drill um, for anyone. So it's like, if you're a coach or, or, or like I said, if you're, if you're somebody, you know, wanting to make a change, um, you know, one willing won't like basically I just call it ABC, but like, you know, one willing won't questions because, you know, you think about like everything we're talking about, like this is a really foundational question that most people don't uh, like even address. But it's so important because here you might find out like, why are we even going this route when you're not you know willing to do this? Yeah. So it's, it's really simple. You ask yourself, you know, what do what do you want? Or and, and if I was asking myself, like, what do I want? Right. But if you're a coach and you're asking a client, like, what do you want? Right. What's the end goal? Why do you want, you know, what do you want to achieve? Why do you want to achieve it? Number two is what are you willing to do to get that right now? Right. What are you willing to do to get that right now? And number three is like, what won't you do for that goal right now? And, you know, remember, like, that's that's important because it, it kind of brings up like, well, what are some things that you want to do? Yeah. And like two examples. Or or, or not give up yeah. at this point in time. Right, right. And so it's like really an ABC list, right? Like, for instance, for foods, you know, what are the food? Like, this is this is such an important one. Like, what are the foods you like and love, right? Just write a list out. You know yeah. what I mean? What are some foods that you might eat? Like, you're like, ah, all right, cool. You know, I, I don't dislike them. But then there's like, not right now. There's no fucking way I'm touching it, right? Right. 
make that list. You know, so like, man, you're not going to address the not right now list. So you might you might be able to dabble in that maybe, but you're going to pick everything off the light. Right. But but it's the same thing with training It's like, what can you easily do? Right. What is a maybe sort of and then what's not right now? But for instance, there's people that might go like, I'm not sprinting right now. Right. There's no way. OK. Or, you know what, like, man, and this is a perfect example of that conversation I had, uh, you know, when I was like, there was a person that was like, I, I, I can't do like I can't do lifting weights right now. And, and the thing is, who am I to say? Yeah. Well, but you should. You know? Yeah. But but they're like, no, but not right now. I don't want to. So. Right. So now if I had this list, now we can start creating a plan around. Yeah. You know what? I'll do Zumba twice a week. I like Zumba. Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you don't start here imagine that now you're prescribing all this stuff and moving around and like in their head like they might be like okay well this is a coach so he's telling me this stuff but it's constant threat exactly yeah it's it's constant threat you know so imagine like how like different questions and methods can completely eliminate you know certain paths that that person doesn't want to go down and give them the choice of like where do they want to go if you just ask that and just listen man it's just like it's so simple, but it's so true because if somebody approaches me and I say, oh, well, my program's five days a week. You got to eat the, this style of diet with this exact name, right? It's automatic red flags, right? And I would even assume even if somebody was willing to do five days a week and that, the way I approach it is automatically going to put thread up anyway because I'm yes. barking orders at absolutely. them, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Once again, not their choice. Exactly. Right? Not their yeah. choice. and. And that's why, you know, the, the good thing about it is that, like, you know, with so much online things going on that people can choose, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm definitely not doing that. Like, it's yeah. too much, right? Oh, that, that looks more kind of like a go-to for me or, or why you have people that are like, man, I, I just want to do body weight stuff. Yeah. And, it, you know, down the line, they get fitter, they progress, and then they start yep. doing other stuff, right? But it's, but it's important. And I've um, had that plenty of times where people don't even want to go to a gym at first, mm-hmm. right? And they want to start in their room or their garage, and then they order, like, bands and like mini kettlebells from amazon and i'm like cool whatever you want to do i'll make it around you shit like the the thing is is that i still think the the majority of you know marketing and fitness is still like marketing to fit people to get fitter yeah uh and i see i i I don't like here's the thing i don't see a problem with it when that's your goal right when you're like hey look this is this is our niche this is who we are um you know and this is who we're going to market to or who we're going to communicate with right i don't think anybody can start there though start at like that point, right? Like I feel like you have to start by helping people just get fit, period, before you can help fit people get fitter. Oh, does that make I, sense? I, like, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and on the other side of things, I think sometimes it really is, uh, you know, because everybody that you talk to, what do they, you know, it's like fit pro is like, man, man, I just want to help people, right? But the the reality is, is is like I I do, you know, it's like I want to help anyone. Like, so if you got the you know the athlete that man, is really motivated. Like, I still want to help him like, yeah. get to the next level. But let's be real about who needs help more. Exactly. Right. It's somebody that's, you know, like I said, that's, that's really struggling, like it's low self-esteem. And it's like it, it's tough to break through that barrier. Yeah. And I think that a lot of marketing and, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll say that, like, even on our end, like my goal is to really work harder and, and change that. I know I know that there's certain things that, you know, we've done in the past where, I'm like, man, you, you know, you talk to people and they're like, oh, man, like I heard you guys are awesome. But, then, 
you know, but it's, I'm not, I don't know if that's for me and it's scary. And yeah. so obviously there was a community. I'm not at that level yet. At that level, you know, I'll, I'll, oh, I you, you've that, heard yeah. this one, right? Like it's, it's like, I'll see you when I get in better shape. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so, no, you know, like we help you get to that point. For sure. And it's like, you know, at first I judge it like, man, that's such a dumb thing to say. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, they, they say that because of, 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 like I said, there's a threat and there's a, there's a picture of what it takes to train here. Mm-hmm. And so I rather point to myself and go like, well, how can we communicate this better? You know, how can we make people more comfortable about seeing that like this is for anybody, right? right. And we have like every walk of life. And and so, you know, instead of pointing, you know, pointing fingers and like doing the blame thing, you go, how do we solve that? Yeah. Right? How do we how do we communicate better so that people understand? I wish there was more whether it's in the industry or just being said, like, I know we do a pretty good job and some of the people we follow do of like just discussing the stories that people have in their head. Cause a lot of times that story has nothing to do with anybody here because nobody thinks that way here. It's really just a projection that they have in their own head. Mm-hmm. And I know I did that a lot with business, like even with warrior and stuff like that, I was like, ah, I'm not ready yet. Like my business isn't successful enough. I'm too young. And then it's really just a story in my head. Half the people don't even know that I'm the age I am, right? So like- Because of your luscious beard, but- that, It's gotta be that, bro. <laughs> it's gotta be that. Adds like three years, but- I think the biggest ben or like the biggest thing for me was getting over those stories, right? Mm-hmm. Learning how to go through processes to eliminate them and stop projecting that story onto other people because nobody gave a fuck. I mean, here the, you know the, the the crazy thing about stories is that like you know, I, I would say the thoughts you know you think a thought long enough it becomes a story. Yeah. You you tell yourself a story long enough it becomes a belief. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that belief starts guiding you. And you know, and like I said, how many people are like, oh. I'm not ready or I can't do it or I failed 10 times. So like, I, you know, it, it's just not meant to be or it's my genetics or it's, you know, whatever. And, and you know, this is another one of those kind of like scenarios where I start going to towards, uh, you know, that takes some time to change. Right. I mean, yeah. you got to you almost you, you got to feed your, you know, your brain and your environment like different stories or like it's hard like, to do that, too, though. You know what I mean? Like to it, break out of that. It's, it's funny. Like uh, the other day, Steve said this little tiny story. It was so funny. It was like the Rottweiler and the duck. Uh-huh. So this little Rottweiler was a little puppy got abandoned and he was looking for a new family and he found a bunch of ducks. So he started living with the ducks, eating with the ducks, swimming with the ducks, sleeping with the ducks until one morning he woke up and he just ate the fucking ducks because he realized he was a Rottweiler. So it's the same thing. Like you're just following down this path that is not your path. Right. But it comes down to changing the story and like who you really are and what you exactly. really need. And I mean, I, I'm just such a big believer in like environments, right? I mean, it's going to keep coming back to that. Like put yourself in an environment where like people start breaking down yeah. your story compassionately, you know, not like in a, in a way where they care about you, but yeah. they also they also like call you out and be like, man, like who the fuck says you can't do that? You right, know, right. like like look at what you just did. And I think it's, it's like, uh, you know, uh, kind of like the whole positive, you know, positive regard that we talk about is like when you constantly bring people's wins up, like, man, did you notice like you just lifted 40 pounds more? Hey, did you notice that like, you know, or somebody's like, man, I've, I've been on a diet 10 times and, uh, you know, I keep falling off. And instead of going like, oh man, that's, that sucks. You go like, man, you've, you've, you've got on diet 10 times and you're here again. Yeah. Man, like you have resilience. That's amazing. Like I, I wish I would have your resilience. And then that person goes like, shit, never thought about it like that, right? But Dude, that's a game changer. One of the, like, so one of the interviews I was doing with Tim, yeah. um, one, of the, one of our guys had a huge transformation. That was like one of his biggest points that like kept him going. He was like, you forced everybody to, not force, but one of the requirements of the, the private Facebook forum was uh, to post a victory of the day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you would call us out if we just made some bullshit up. Like some of the guys would be like, oh, I made it to the gym today. And mm-hmm. I would be like, that's not like, you always make it to the gym. Yeah. Give me something deeper. And like, I would just pick at him, right? And he was like, that taught me to look at so many 
many different things in my life that I'm actually doing well instead of constantly, because we're human, we're always going to focus on the bullshit, the negative thing, whatever we're not doing good enough, um, especially like entrepreneurs and stuff. Like we did that drill with, um, oh, when he came by, uh, I don't know why his name's blanking, Unicorns. Oh, uh, uh, Mark Fisher. Mark Fisher, yeah. Fucking yeah. um, <laughs> 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 That guy, Unicorn. <laughs> Mark so, Fisher, just so you know. Bro, I'm sorry. People say unicorns, yeah. they think of Mark Fisher. Unicorns and ninjas, that's what I was thinking of. But uh, what he was saying, like, he was like, all right, I want you guys to focus on, like, what, what are the great things you guys do here at Big Ground? And we're all like, every single one of us is like, man, we're really good at coaching. But if we yeah, did, it, blah, blah, blah. Inst- we, instantly, yeah. instantly what happened, actually, this is, this is a cool, it's a cool drill, actually, you should yeah. do with your team. It was like, talk about some positive things that you do at your place. And what you'll notice is like, we were, we said it, we're like, man, I think we do a really great job with culture. And it was like, but dot, dot, dot. And then we started talking about everything that we could improve, right? Yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, but we could improve this. And we, so automatically it's like our brains go to, to, yep. to like the, the problem, right? But I mean, the problem, it, it's kind of like what's negative, right? right. Um, and that's a ritual for me. So every single morning before I emails work, anything after like I go on a walk and meditate and read and stuff. I write three things I'm grateful for and one victory of the day from the previous day, no matter what. Like that's mm-hmm. it's simple, but it makes such a big difference in my day. Absolutely. And, I start and, uh, off on that foot. What's the man? I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I was just writing this in, in the article in the blog post that I'm that I'm putting up. But it's like you can't uh, you you can't take uh, good actions feeling bad, yeah. right? And it, and it's and I think it is true. Like if you feel bad all the time and you feel bad about yourself and you beat yourself down, it's very difficult to to have positive actions and outcomes, you know what I mean? But if, if you fuel that positivity, it's like, it's much different, right? If you, if you wake up in the morning and go like, even from the previous day and you go like, what were your wins? And it's like, man, man, I knocked out that article, man. You know what I got, you know, it was, it was a really long day, but I still got my 30 minute training session in like, guess what? Like you're, you're essentially writing down this, like I can do it. Self-esteem. Exactly. You know, it's like, you're, you're, you're essentially the whole self-fulfilling prophecy is like, you're going like, look, here's proof. You know, and, and I think that's that's the kicker. Like, it's proof that I can do shit. Yeah. You know, because I think that what people end up doing a lot is, you know, looking for proof that they can't do it. Yep. Right. So, I mean, you, you've uh, you, I, I mean, when I do seminars in Slovenia, I'm always, uh, you know, sometimes the mindset is, is is that way, you know, and. And I remember I, I remember specifically, like, you know, multiple seminars in a row. Like I'm talking to one guy, the same guy. And, and it's like. He's literally trying to convince me, you know, it's like that why it won't work, why all these things won't work, you know. And I stopped and I said, man, listen, like, I can't help you, man. You know, like you're you're basically fighting, like fighting tooth and nail for limitations. Yeah. You know, and, if, and it's like, man, if if that's the case, you can keep them, you know, but like but I'd have you consider that there's another there's another route. There's another story. And the thing is, you know what? I was like, hey, prove me wrong. Right. Or prove yourself right. But right. like, do all this shit. But like, really do it. You know what I mean? And like, just, you know, give me the finger and go like, hey, Luca, I did this for fucking 60 days. All this work that you said, right? And nothing changed. Yeah. And, and it was just like the silence, right? Like, you know, it was, yeah. but, but I'm like, for real, like, if you, you know, if you want to like. Because man, the, action, the actions associated with what he wants to get are difficult, scary, uncomfortable. So they'll fight for every limitation ab- ab- there is. Absolutely. You know, it's and crazy. It's, I mean, it's always, it's always that, right? Persecution, like. So talk about right. parallels again. Like, and I think this is funny because like, if you look at like Tony Robbins, uh, I'm sure Gary Vee's like this a little bit too. Uh, Rob Deerdeck's a good example. Like that dude is the most successful from a business standpoint, so mm-hmm. uh, skateboard ever, Jay-Z, all these like huge names and all these different industries. 
they all like Keller Williams, they all go back down to these very simple fundamental things. Mm -hmm. Like what do they do when they wake up? They say what they're grateful for. They write a win. Like they do that stuff before they have to look at their to-do list or any limitations that could be today, right? They do these little tiny things and those are like their secrets. And I think that's the frustrating thing for people is they're like, all right, what is this guy's secret? And it's like these little tiny things. Once they do that, then they can start getting biz savvy. And, and doing those stuff. things Cons exceptionally oh, yeah. well, consistently. And yep. like, you know, when we went back, like actually as I'm looking at this list of, you know, the foundations, but we were, we were talking about nutritional foundations. But if you, if you wrote a list of, you know, successful, like I, I would just say successful life foundations, it would start being all these parallels that these successful people have, which yeah. might be, you know, like I said, whether it's like being grateful, you know, being a go-giver, like every morning doing X, Y, Z, right? Like you'd start seeing the same things yeah. and it wouldn't, you know, as soon as you start making it complex and, you know, if you, if you read the book of um, the Daily Rituals book, I forgot who wrote it, but, but Nate Green recommended it a long time uh, ago, but it was like showing all these different uh, artists and successful people's rituals, you know, from Maya Angelou to St uh, Steve Jobs to you name it. And they were like kind of across the board, you know, pretty similar. Uh, no, no, it was uh, some of them were very, very different, oh, like okay. really fucking like weird shit. Right. Um, but once again, once you extracted these parallels, you saw patterns. Right. Uh, okay. where, where even though where, for instance, it, you know, w like working and, and aligning your day, like or separating yourself to, to dive in and do deep work. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they would just do it in different places in different ways. So on the surface, it would be like, oh, wow, this shit's completely different. Yeah. But on, on a deeper level, you actually saw that it had like a lot of things that were similar. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, if you like working in coffee shops with a lot of people around or if you like to be completely fucking secluded for three Whatever hours. Whatever gets you in that flow state, right? Correct. Like, but yeah. at the end of the day, you're still doing your type of deep work. So I think mean? a good way to look at that, too, is this is what I tell people when I try to when I help teach them some of the um, like core four principles and just stuff like that. Mm -hmm is like, this is a game and here are the tools. You play the game how you want. Yeah. It's just like a video game. We all have our own characters. We all have our own weapons or tools or however you want to look at it. And we all have to use them how we need, right? So I think like core four before you hit the door works great for me. But then the second I can't do it before I hit the door, I'm like, fuck, I failed. I yeah. lost. And then I realized like, oh, well, if I do it before noon, I'm still in power. So like, what's the point, right? So if everybody can just look at like these fundamentals and then doing it in your own way like you win. it's like the hunger games man choose your weapon dude 100 you know i mean i like it's, looking at things like this man it, it, it's not nah, like I, i've always i've loved the you know i mean aubrey always talked about like about like the analogy of the game you well, know and what that's mean? why like, I like side rant nerd fitness is like that dude is genius for that you uh yeah yeah because they because they do everything through games yeah right? and yeah. so like it just hooks people it makes mm -hmm. it way easier to follow along but i think that's i think that's very powerful it is. I mean, you got to you got to zoom out to change perspectives a lot of times when it comes to, you know, when it comes to things around whatever, man, business or fitness or, yeah. or, or you know, and it, it's crazy that like after over a decade of, you know, of doing this, I'm still just like really working hard to get better at the fundamentals, you know, that any any time you get away from uh, and, and, you know, to be honest with like people that like when you look at people that are successful, I, I would guarantee that for that person you know, it doesn't take some crazy tactic. It just, it, it maybe takes going back to more basic stuff and just mastering them even more, yep. right? Like shit like time management and productivity. I mean, you know, I don't know how much I've improved, how much more, you know, how, how can I extract an extra hour or two out of the day not doing shit that's not moving my life anywhere or yeah. moving the business anywhere or moving my health anywhere and getting that down? 
But like, think about that. Like if I, if, if, if you added another 30 minutes in a day, seven days a week, that would help you move towards all the goals that you want in your life, right? That's two and a half hours a week. That's 10 hours a month. Yeah. You know, that's 120 hours a, a year. So what if you could add on top of what you're already doing and is moving you forward, another 120 hours a year of work towards everything you want in life, right? But then people look at that 30 minutes and go like, fuck a 30 minutes, man. Like I need some complex, you know, yeah. I, I need to dive in and do X, Y, Z. But man, those, those are the things that really make a big difference. Well, and that's the whole point behind like the reason why we like look at creating <laughs> space and meditation, right? Because it's it's time away from everything you need to be doing, but it allows you to be more productive during that time so you get more work done. So I it mean, was almost <laughs> like you speed through that time, right? Because you're stepping away, you're meditating, you're doing all that stuff. But again, like you said, like and this is why the saying back to the basics is so famous. It's, well, it, it, actually, I was just reading Gary Deeks post today and, you know, it was, it was saying, it, you know, the, I don't have time, I don't have time, like for nutrition part. And and it's like, you know, yeah, it's the client was like, all right, well, you know what, let, let's let's see where we can find an extra, you know, 25 minutes a week because that's how much longer it would take you to add five minutes to make your lunch the night before for dinner. Right. Right. And it's like, well, you know what, let's just track everything you do for, you know, for the next two weeks in the day. <laughs> and, you know, the client goes like, nah, sorry, I'll just make the fucking lunch. Right, exactly. Because right? yeah. <laughs> deep down inside you start knowing like, man, look, you know, when when you add the TV time that right. people do. Scrolling like Scrolling through Facebook. Scrolling through Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it honestly, like to me, it's still the thing that that haunts me sometimes when, you know, when I go like, man, you know, where am I just losing all this time? Like, you know, when, when I do the audit of the day uh, and I did it the other day and I was just like, there's so much potential left, baby. You know, yeah. and, and for me, it was was like even now that we have, you know, Fit Bar Cafe open, it opens at 630. I'm here about, you know, 7 a.m. most of the mornings now because I love that like lean machine smoothie. So I boom, I come in, sit down at the cafe, get the lean machine, I start work. And by the time it's like 1030, I already knocked out three hours of usually yeah. content they, like and nobody's nobody's really bugging me. Right. But for instance, like why, once again, why environments for me are so critical, yeah, right? So critical because like I made I made that one shift and it's like this one shift is really working for me. Yeah. I probably eliminated, I don't know, an hour and a half of clutter out, uh, you know, that 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 now like I'm just in this environment and I'm getting shit done. Yep. I got quality food. I got yep. everything that I need. And, you know, I, I would really, really, really constantly have you check your environments, you know, check your environment, like environment and fucking environment is like, you know, are you eating off a bigger plate? Yeah. Who are you hanging around? You know, when you go for lunch with, uh, you know, at work, who are you around? Where, where are you having lunch? Is lunch in an area where it's, you know, really cluttered, it's noisy, it's cafeteria food. Your options are, you know, vending machines and like, it like, uh, iffy choices at right. best. You know what I mean? Like, what's the music like? What's the view like? like well, all, all that shit, right? So when we moved in this new place, I was like really adamant about getting a two bedroom. I was like, I want office. Mm -hmm. And like, we get in there and I put like Kramer on the wall. I got ninja swords. I got like all these old vinyl records, like wooden desks. Like, and Shannon thinks it's funny. She's making fun of me because I'm like all like particular about what's on the desk. I have like this specific mug that says like, get shit done. I think you have that thing too. Yep, yep. But I get so much more work done because I'm happy in there, mm -hmm. right? And I changed my environment to suit my pr pro uh, productivity level, essentially, right? So it's the same thing with you coming down here. There's not really anybody in here. You have your specific drink, music, space. Like, dude, it's key. You know what's what, you know what's one thing that I, I don't think people think about that that for me works really well, um, and being on vacation because I plug for the first ten days, man. I, I I plugged out quite a bit, so 
you know, and I was running around with Charter and Hughes. So I could tell, like, moped and biking, cliff jumping. Yeah, yeah. I was, man, I was like, I was not, I, I mean, was happy for you, man. I was not working much at all. But I had a bunch of stuff that I did have to get done. Right. So what ended up happening is that I had these, like, really small windows of time, right? I mean, I, I knew, like, man, I'd be tired by the end of the day. I'm going to have to go to sleep. So it's like, if it was in the morning, I'm like, fuck, we got to go in an hour and a half. So, like, now I have an hour and a half, and I got to get this done. Yeah. Right. And I'd get shit done. And, you know, I forgot what the name of the law is, but like, you, you know, uh, the task takes you as long as the time that you have to complete the task. Right. right? And for me, I found this to be a, like true. I mean, to the T. Right. You give me like setting up. Listen, you got to finish it. You got you got an hour. You got to finish this blog. that You've yeah. been fucking working on for weeks, yep. but you got an hour, man. Like, that's it. You got it. And like, I will knock that shit out, you know. And so so the question becomes, how can you. So th- this is part of the reason why my days sometimes look like the way that they do, you know, why we have a podcast right now, why I've already had like three meetings and all yeah. you know, today, because it's like, get down with a meeting. I got an hour and a half. And it's like, man, in that time, I got to get all this stuff done. Yep. Boom. I'm off to the next thing that I got. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, it, it's like also asking yourself, what commitments do you have to make to people? So do you actually restrict your time? But because you restrict your time, you get more shit done. A hundred percent. And I think like, I've seen a lot of guys, uh, a couple of the guys that, um, I get coached along with, uh, they, and I, and I had the same issue. If I don't have a, like a time block, a schedule or anything, like I'll get anxiety because it's, it's unknown what is going to happen. Like you don't know what's going on. You don't know when this is going to get done. You have no plan, no map, no blueprint. And it's the same reason why people get anxiety when they try to lose weight. Cause they walk into the gym and they don't know what the hell to do. They don't know what to eat. They don't know when to eat. They don't know how to train. It's the same thing with your schedule. Right? So I'm huge on routines. Like I have my whiteboard and I do it every night. Like, okay wake up at 5 30 go on a walk do this 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 get done with this blog shoot this like because then i actually have for me it's important because then i can actually have some time with shannon at night but then in general like you said i'm way more productive because there's time blocks and i know that from 10 30 to 11 30 no matter what this is my only task i don't have to worry about anything else instead of having a huge to-do list for today right and then yep. you're just trying to take shit off like that was a game changer for me like I so, still have a to-do list, but so I mean we 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 veered off a little yeah, bit, not but but we veered off. But these are good things, and uh, but but I'm gonna come back to uh, we got about two actually two really good questions. I think you got one one there too. Um, this one is from uh, Rok, but it's like uh, his question was wait 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 what was it Rok. So he's Slovenian. Oh, okay. Yes. That's a name, by the way. <laughs> it's, fun, it's funny how, like, we're talking, and then like, all rock. of a sudden, like... I'm throwing you off right here, Instantly. Man. Dude, oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's spelt rock, right? R-O-K? R-O-K, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. say rock. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's, yeah, it's rock. <laughs> Work on it, bro. Um, but but his, uh, his question was, what accountability systems have worked for you to keep clients on track with habits? Uh, and so I'm going to start here, you know, that, like, once... It, it, it's... The question is fiending for a an answer like it's this yeah right and and i would say like man like it's just like anything else where you have to find one what what accountability is best for the client based on them you know and their their knowledge of themselves is way better than your knowledge in them period uh so i'm going to go back to these and i did this on 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 jay farouge's podcast Uh, i think i brought these questions up but i'm gonna do them again um also you know for all our clients at Vigor, if, if, our, if our coaches are not asking you these questions at the beginning, call me because they're supposed to. <laughs> got to keep these mofos accountable <laughs> since we're talking about accountability. Right. Uh, but it's uh, the Super 7 readiness questions, which I think back in the day I got these from Dax, uh, Dax Moy, which is when they're fantastic. But here's the thing is like you, you have to create clarity around what even, uh, you know, what, what people what people are looking for. 
you know, what matters most to them, uh, you know, how they want to be kept accountable before you can explore, because they're going to give you an answer. And then you can, once again, it's like the coaching, you know, asking them, like giving them choices of like, hey, well, I have some ideas. What do you think is best for you? Right. Um, but here's the seven questions. I'm going to run through them. Uh, number one is what do you think are the five most important ways that I can help you as a coach? I, I think that's insanely important to find out, you know, what what really they're looking for to get help from you from you as as a coach. How will you actually measure that I'm helping you with with these things? Like, so I'm asking you, like, what's what are you going to measure, you know, versus like my belief system around, you know, what what's going to like, what is the result that you want? Right. right. Number three is what do you think would be the most powerful, most impactful thing that I could do for you during our coaching? It's another same thing, like getting insight, like what really matters to them? Um, what do you think will happen if we don't coach together? That's, you know, and honestly, that brings out pain points sometimes of of like, hey, you've been going along a certain way. Like, man, what happens if you don't get help? Yeah, that's what a huge one to ask on day one every um, single time. What do you think would constitute poor coaching on my part? Very important. Man, like I'm going to bring this up. What would what would constitute poor coaching on my part? And man, like they as, literally give you the answer on how to absolutely, do your job. But like as a coach, man, like you want to know what is not a good coaching to yeah, them. You know 100%. what I mean? And maybe that means that it might not be the right fit because you're a certain, you know, you coach a certain type of way, which I don't, I don't think should be because you should be, you know, you, your skill set should be able to be pliable. malleable and yeah, pliable around yeah. that stuff. Right. Um, but number six here, this is this is like the accountability part one that I think is very important. You know, what do you think I should do if you fall behind in your pursuit of goals and and or break our agreements? That, that's accountability. Like, how should I approach this? And, you know, you'll you'll hear all types of answers. Like, man, I just want you to gently, kind of gently remind me and push me back. Where somebody might be like, hey, you know what? I mean, you know, the blackmail diet type of thing. Okay, yeah. you know what? When I don't do it, like 100, you know, 100 bucks goes to the KKK because I'd rather, you know, fucking die to give 100 bucks <laughs> to the KKK. Right. But man, that's that's holding you accountable. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, but there's different, you know, there's yep. different ways of doing that, right? Um, so I think I think that's huge. The, the and I agree, and I use the same thing. Like, um, one thing I will say, like, if he wants like specific systems to use as clients, like, the easiest system goes back to like giving them like a handful of options. Like, so when I decide accountability with someone, I'm like, hey, would it help you if you emailed me your meal plan every night? Would it help you if I texted you in the morning? Would it help you if we did this? Would it help you if we did this? Then they have five options to choose what suits them best. Some people don't even want to hear from you that often. Like, they're cool, right? No, they don't I, need I, that I, much. I, if agreed. And, and like, what I like to do is is go, you know, is, is, is that whole scenario saying like, Hey, I'd love to share what some of some some things have been working, you know, for our other clients. Right. But first, I'd like to hear what you what think. You, yeah, you know yeah what exactly. I mean? Because then it doesn't, you know, you want people to think. You want people to to explore them their own kind of like life and 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 minds and like because some people never think about that, right? right? Because they've been programmed by the the media that like what coaching is is like you come in and a person tells you what to do and they give you the meal plan and like that's that's what it is, you yeah. know, and that's fucking not it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's a cop-out, man. That's, there's nothing to do yeah. with coaching. I don't and even give a meal plan. Well, I don't do meal plans, ever, but ever. I don't even give, like, a nutrition guidance or anything until, like, at least one to two weeks of us, like, going back and forth, yeah, troubleshooting, like, yeah, what they're course. doing. And, like, one thing about these questions, too, is, like, extract some of these questions and add them into your weekly questionnaire. Mm -hmm. Like, so I have a weekly update form, essentially, for clients yeah. to fill out. But in there, you'll notice like specific questions and assessment way, right? Like, so what went well? What didn't go well? What can you do better? What can I do to help you more? Like all these things, 
Because let's say we ask all these questions and at day one, they're kind of like, oh, like I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, I don't want to tell him that like, this is too much or I don't want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or they're just not open about it, right? Because a lot of people will want to be like the perfect, easy client. So they're just like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, I just need to know what to do with training. But in reality, they need way more help than that. So regurgitating these questions more frequently than just at the beginning, I think is a game changer as well. Yeah, because as, as people go through the process of being coached, and they have more insights about themselves and their life and 100%. stuff like that. It's, it's like the book that you read. It's kind of like, you know, rereading the book every yeah. year. It's like, even though it's the same book, yeah. it's like a, almost a different insights. book because you have a different yeah. viewpoint on life. Um, and like before I'm, we go over the last question, I, I wanted to give an example of, uh, because this kind of ties in, right? Uh, the four steps, behaviors versus outcomes. And, you know, we said step one, show how behaviors lead to outcomes. Step two, help clients understand what they can control. Step three, you know, identify some possible behaviors that lead to the outcome the client wants. And then step four, choose one behavior and set it as a goal, right? Because this is a perfect example for this. But, you know, a lot of people ask, like, I wanted to give actual examples of like what you might say, because people get lost here, right? But like, just to get the framework around it, we gave an example of, uh, you know, the one where where, where we say like, hey, well, you know, I'd love to share like something if, if, if you're open to it, I'd love to share what's worked with our other clients. But first, I'd like to hear your ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, so that step one, you said, hey, you've said you'd like to lose X pounds or, you know, insert whatever goal you want. This could be a business question, honestly. Um, you know, tell me about what you think needs to happen uh, to get there. I have some ideas, but I'd like for you to share first. Right. Perfect example of that step one behavior. You know, number two is uh, now just to be clear, you know, we can't set a timeline on this. Right. And we were talking about like uh, uh, like weight loss. Right. We can't set a timeline on on this. Uh, Everybody's different. But what we can control is what you choose to eat and how much. Right. Like and this is for the coaches out there. And honestly, for anybody that's getting a coach, because it's important to see, you know, the communication. Like there's a huge difference between what I'm saying right now and, you know, going like, well, I think you should do this. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, that's a, a huge, like basically no, no. Right? Well, and that's the thing, too, is we could tell everybody listening to this, uh, the top five things that 99 percent of people struggle with in their nutrition. Right. But then you're going to find one client. and You're going to be like, all right, so this is what we need to cut out right off the bat because Cody and Lucas said so. And then for that person, that's not what they needed. So asking them, hey, what do you think we can do to get you to that goal? Like mm-hmm. you just said, with number one. They're going to give you a list of five things that are not that great in their diet that they could change. And you don't even have to do it. You just have to go, OK, I'm going to support you on that. Correct. Let me and hold and you that's, And that's straight up coactive coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going so to finish off so well. Uh, 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 this one is uh, from the list of the possible behaviors. It looks like, you know, and whatever, you know, whatever they answer. But let's uh, it's, uh, portion control. Like, yeah. It looks like, you know, portion control is an important part of your uh, of your losing weight. Would you like uh, would you like to start working on some basic portion control as a first step together? Right. And then remember, then they, they, yes, I would. Right. Like their choice, autonomy. Right. Like it's it's on them. And number four here would be um, what seems easiest, you know, using plate size. OK, cool. Let's start. Let's start with that. Let's week. Let's let's work with a smaller plate size. Right. And so you, you can see how those four questions, like how you would work with a client where really they're making choices, you're getting insight. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like guidance and support, like backing off, really seeing, you know, them making decisions and choices. Uh, and, and for anybody that's listening that, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe you're in a, in a place of, um, you know, I don't know, shit, you got, you, you got marketing decisions to make. Same thing, like, you know what I mean? Where, where like, I love coaching people to where I make them better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, okay, I'm just waiting for the answer. Like, you know, yeah. I, it's cool. Like, I, I'll say like, you know, would you like to hear what I would do in this scenario? 
But first, let me let me hear from you. Like, let me hear like what are some things that you think you're thinking? Well, man, I was gonna do what you know, and they'll have an idea that I didn't even think of right. because I don't know them enough. I don't yeah. know their business, you know, in in depth, right? So, so think about some of those things that we talked about because I think they're 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 like it's such a foundational thing that that's everything should be built on. Um, don't skip over it, especially like for the trainers who are like like I know one thing I struggled with is I love geeking out on like the science behind training and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I let that influence my decisions on a client. Yep. When in reality, they were far from that. I might be at that point of like this nutritional science, but they're not, right? So if you can bring it back for them and just remember like, you should still study all this stuff, but you don't need to reflect that right on the client. On it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it ends up being the curse of knowledge. Yeah. Right. And, and like the, the curse of knowledge is, is uh, you know, I keep bringing this up. It, you know, let's say, once again, like my geekiness level is fucking like 17 out of 10. Right. So, but let's say you're, you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this down. Right. I, I know I have to talk to the client at, at, at a level be like, you know, because I studied it so much, I'm going to bring it down. So, you, so people bring it down to a six, you know, thinking six is like, they're going to, yeah, like, that's they need it too, <laughs> but they need to be at a two. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so you're still, and I, I, marketing is the same way. Yeah. Marketing is the same way, man. Like I'm completely redoing like the vigor marketing for the new website based on this, you know, based on like, man, I, I, I take the curse of knowledge out because once again, to loop it around, I want to like, I want us to help like the 80%, you know, that, that are not being helped because the communication is shitty in marketing, yeah, yeah. right? The people that are scared to come into the gym because they think it's, you know, it, it, it might like hurt them the or people there's tons of judgment and things like that, man. Like for real, like, I mean, I know we'll get, you know, it's like just off of word of mouth and people communicate. I'm like, we'll get the people that are fit and want to get fitter. Yeah. But it's, it's like, how do we communicate better? And I think the curse of knowledge is one of them. And I think that goes both for marketing and communication with clients as at, at the end of the day, period. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. let me see where we're at. Oh, man, shit. Well, you know, we got one last question. Fuck it. We'll go with it because that's how we do. Uh, but but that's uh, and that's John Russin and, and his question was uh, how to eat for recovery while not getting fat from caloric and carbohydrate overload. Uh, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you my philosophy on this one. Um, I always really like the simple approach of and I mean, I lit like I, I still live like this essentially is like the anytime post-workout meals. Yeah. Um, when well, you don't have to be in a huge surplus to just recover. No. Right. Obviously, if, if your goal is to get massive, you need to be in a surplus. But I don't even like I mean, a lot of stuff saying now, too, is like if you go in a huge surplus like we used to do back in the day to get big, you're really just going to gain body fat. You're going to have fat, shitty yeah. digestions, unhealthy. It's probably not good on your joints. So like I would say, like, make it a very small surplus or just keep your calories at maintenance. You're going to recover fine, especially if I mean. Knowing him, I'm like, I know he's doing everything from a movement standpoint <laughs> to make sure that he's recovering properly. But um, I don't know. I, it, well, the thing is, I'm you know, you go back to foundations, man. Like I say, like, look, I, I don't like even if you're a caloric deficit, like, man, you get your sleep right. Yeah, you know, you're oh, not gonna 100%. have these. You're not gonna have huge issues with it. You know, I, I do. Th- I do think that uh, just off of the people that we're training, like for instance, you know, uh, Matt Fields, you know, former pro athlete, major league baseball. Uh, you know, big, like guys like six, five and, you know, I don't know where he's at right now, probably two fifty five. He's dropped like, I don't know, 30 pounds right now, but man, you know, like his problem is like under eating. Right. Yeah. So, so you'll, you'll see that a lot, you know, where, when guys start training, they want to lose weight uh, or training hard and like really, but like, I'm talking about like really under eating, yeah. you know, thousand, 1500 calories too little. Yeah. Cause I mean, his maintenance is like, you know, 3000 calories a day. He's losing yeah. weight, you know, like a lot of muscle mass, like he's really active and so on and so forth. 
So it's like these basics, like I think, you know, sleep, hydration, um, and at, man, at least being close to, you know, maintenance. Yeah. Right. But, but I do, you know, I, I think the concept of post-workout anytime meals for a lot of people, uh, is pretty simple. You yeah. Know, where it works it's great. Where it's kind of like, look, protein, veggies, you know, fruit, maybe like, maybe a little starch too. Like yeah. I'm cool with it, but you know, anytime meal, but then post-workout meal is like where you go, you know, protein, veggies, and then, and then load up on, you know, some quality, smarter carbs right, right. and starches and stuff. You know, and, and, and like this where I love the PN where you like show somebody a plate and it's like, see this plate? Shit should look like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. with athletes, that's that that's actually works really well, you yeah. know, because they, it's like, man, I, you know, I'd give them like a four by six car with the picture on it and they're like, eh, looks about right. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. for real. Like, and you know, you got that visual and you're like, yeah. this is about right. And, and, you know, and, and like I said, we're staying away from the whole, I, I would say, uh, you know, counting calories and the macros yeah. and stuff like that, because that might be a, a big jump for some people. Yeah. But it's like, man, we're like, look, this is kind of how your place should look like, you know, when you're when you're when you're not training. Yeah. This is how you, you know, when it looks like when you are training. I think you know? if you optimize sleep and then optimize muscle protein synthesis. So like essentially getting three to five meals a day, every meal has protein, get two to three, two to four servings of veggies a day, one serving of fruit fats and pretty much all your meals at a low dose yep. and then just put carbs pre and post workout yep. or have less carbs pre and then more carbs post. post I think yeah. that kind of depends on the person. Some it people kind of bonk. Yep. Um, whereas yep. I thrive on a little bit of carbs before I train mm -hmm. versus after I don't really care as much. So I think you got to play with those things. Um, but I, I really like the more and more I dig into, like I started, have you ever read uh, deep nutrition? Yeah. It's a yeah. thick ass yeah, book, thick but I've book, been yeah. digging into that. Why are you eat all these like ancestral style diets? Mm -hmm. The more and more of these studies that come out, like the more I realize that your maintenance calories can probably be a lot higher than you think if you stick to more natural and unprocessed foods. Yep. And I truly believe that if you start cutting out the inflammatory foods, you cut out a lot of the processed stuff that you really don't even know how to pronounce, all those things, you know what? your I, gut health is just going to be better. Man, I, you know, went on vacation again, lost weight. Uh, it's funny, Shard, you know, Sharda lost weight. Like, I'm, like she's like, man, it's like the lightest I've ever been. Because the food but is so much it, less processed, and, and, man. and we were, you know, we we're like, we were doing daily, like daily desserts and fucking gelato Bruh, diet type I shit. I thought you but, were a food blogger when you were. Man, I mean, yeah, I mean, your you Insta know me, story though. was on point. I know. It's, I might have to start another another fucking like site on that. But, but, it, but it was, but that was the thing, though. Like majority of the food that we ate was like whole unprocessed. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, we're going to the market every day. Like we went on this whole fig tip. Like, I mean, it's like fucking figs every day, yeah, yeah. taking dumps, like in nobody business. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, but, but it was like tons of like tons of veggies, tons of fruit, you know, like, and you know, eggs in Slovenia, like, man, you know, there's still feathers on a fucking egg. Like when you take them out the carton. So it is like, we ate that. And then it was like, you know, some, some actually, you know, local desserts and gelato, right, obviously right. And stuff like that. But still, you know, I, I think that this is kind of exactly what you're saying. It's like, man, when you introduce like, whole and processed foods and that's like the majority and yeah. I, let's say we were we were 75 25 80 20 yeah you know but it but it's still like and we're and and you know back to like we we're moving around a lot like we're just walking around yeah. a lot but the it, thing is too is you move around a lot here yeah and i guarantee yeah. you didn't eat less when you're over there no probably right not. so if we had yeah. and if we had the ingredients like they do there in more abundance i should say because yeah. we have them over here and that's yeah. but people have to go out of their way a little hard, bit yeah harder to get a little bit yeah and i truly like I, the effect that real nutrients have on your body for recovery, going back to his question, through the roof. Like I guarantee you can build more muscle, burn more fat, feel better, think better, have more memory. All these things are- Just because people are deficient. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, we look at like, what are all these deficiencies yeah. that people have? And yeah. like, if, if you add some of these foundational things back again, 
right? You're fixing a lot of that. Well, and that's why the ancestors didn't need supplements, didn't need medicine and all these vitamins and stuff because they got, I mean, a lot of them ate the whole fucking animal too. Like there was this part, she was talking about the Indians and they ate, uh, the Native Americans and they would have these competitions where they would take out the intestine of a bison yep. and then they would get on each side and they would eat until they met and whoever ate the most. Man, it's very, this is very it's romantic. Up, right? But it's very romantic right <laughs> that's now. That's what he said. What's that movie with the, the dogs eating the spaghetti? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, what she was saying is like, the, the Native Americans let us know that the reason they did this is because all of the grass that the bison uh, ate is now fermented. So we're yep. getting tons of probiotics. Our gut health is better, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, shit, I thought you guys were just like savages eating intestine. But no, but like the, there's but, purpose. They made a game out of it, but there's purpose <laughs> behind it, all right? It's the yeah. same reason why like a lot of old Asian cultures, they eat the tongue, the liver, like all these different things. Like, I don't know. It says a lot about Well, I mean, and the thing food. is, it's like the people, you know, I mean, all that time ago, it was still like people were like, man, when I eat this, my stomach feels better. When I eat that mushroom, I get fucking sick. Yeah. But it's great for knocking down temperature. When I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that like it, there is this whole, I mean, when you break it down, there's such a a, a, a small percentage of, of um, like people that really need to worry about these extreme, you know, kind of like specialty things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and man, to, to this day, dude, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I played sports with some of the highest level athletes in the world. Um, and I can't tell you how shitty their diet was. Oh, it's crazy. You know, and and, it, and it's like, and then people would like consult on, you know, consult them on like what they needed to do. And I'm just like, man, fuck that. Like they just need to like eat real quality yeah. food and get more sleep, you know, and not, not, you know, versus, I don't know, you got to add BCAAs, which I, I just, you know, saw a study that BCAAs like actually don't do shit. Yeah. From, in, in, a, in, a, in a, as a supplement in some right. form but you know that those are that, that's why like everybody's like man but what about this but what should i get this and i'm like man don't worry about that like look right. at look at your regular food you know so well and so many people don't know what it feels like to thrive right and i think that's the biggest yeah, issue yeah. right so i i think it's very powerful for everybody to go through some form of elimination diet um even at the micro level where you're just cutting out processes or you're just cutting out sugar or whatever so you can fill your body because a lot of people we get in here uh like Though joint health is a good example of this because um, significant differences in your joint health if you eat like this. We'll say, oh, like, you know, my joints are hurting, my metabolism is slower, it's just hard for me to keep weight off, but I, I'm getting old. Like, yep. that's all it is. I'm like, no, that has nothing to do with it, right? Like, it has everything to do with, or even just sitting down a lot. Like, okay, I get it, but it has everything to do with, like, the the ingredients and the fuel you're putting in your I body. I think the aware, like, the, you know, something like an elimination diet, I think the awareness is, like, it's really kind of like yeah. it's teaching the person like holy shit like this is how much better i can feel taking some stuff out now obviously it's like you know we, we can both agree on it, it'll be it'll tough to, to stay on something yeah. like that but just the, like the contrast and awareness can be such a punch in the face that you were like shit i really should pay attention to what i'm eating and how when that I'm eating goes it. that goes back to like tying the pain to it right like yeah is, yeah, is it yeah. worth it because mm-hmm. man because i just went through a, a elimination diet and i was like because i was trying to get rid of my eczema and for me that's the pain like i hate having like a rash on my arm like yeah. that's it's embarrassing like it itches like i don't like buying cream for it and shit mm-hmm. so i was like all right it's, it's most like like dairy or gluten or something right i cut out all this stuff none of it it was eggs it was eggs. Cut out whole eggs. I can eat egg whites every time, I, and then I like brought them back I in. Feel bad for you, dude. My it's friend. horrible. I brought I them back bad. in. Had some scrambled eggs. Instantly started breaking out. Indigestion, really? gas. So I'm like, now here's the thing with me is like if grandma's making like a special day, I'm, I'm eating do it. it. I don't I care. Mean, listen, but, save, save the yolks because I'm eating right? all that shit, man. But the point <laughs> is, is like it's awareness, right? Like yeah, that yeah. is the last thing I would have thought. But it's probably for me overdoing them. I had egg scrambles every single day because eggs build muscle, man. Mm-hmm, like I was mm-hmm. like down in. 
like four to six eggs a day. You know, you know what? With that, with that said, I, I, I can't not bring this up, you know, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at Facebook and it's just like every people that I know, it's like, that's it. I'm done with me. I watched What's the Hell? Oh and I'm just like, I was cringing. <sighs> Did you watch it? I, I watched about 40 minutes of it and I was just like, I can't watch this shit anymore. Bro. Um, and, you know, I look, just just a point. Like, number, number one, um, I, I, I just, I need to pull up, like, Berardi wrote something really well. Oh, really, dude, really, really, really I talked about, about that on ours. Like, what yeah. he said was perfect. And then it, it was, had, like, the motion. Yeah. And this is what I think jerk, about it. Yeah, it's just jerking, jerking off motion. But it, because, look, any, you, you know, with studies, like, if you want to make a point, you can find something to support it. On anything. But on anything. But without the inclusion of all the data, you know, it's it's complete bullshit. And that's pretty much, you know, what, like, you see a lot of these health documentaries out. Like, honestly, I think that he said there's one that that is really good that that takes into account, you know, all the studies. And well, right. I want to say all the studies, but a lot of the studies. But. But what what's the health? I mean, like, look, man. When well, you they're t- not what, nutrition scientists. They're documentary, they're not, yeah, whatever it's, that's it's, called. They're basically they shoot documentaries, and it's like this is the viewpoint that we're gonna take. Let's find the data to support it, right. and that's that. And like, while there's points there, you know, that are made in the documentary that I would agree with, uh, you know, like the big organizations, like you know, don't have the best, I would say, nutritional recommendation yeah. and stuff and, and and morals. Sure, but when you start telling me that, like. You know, like an uh, egg is like the same as smoking five oh cigarettes. Oh my god, bro! I mean, was... I, I'll tell you, like I did my blood work, you know, not long ago. It's pretty fucking fantastic. Like every single thing that they say, don't eat. I eat it. Eggs so, are uh, great for your blood work, yeah, dude. It, it, so one of the things that I noticed while watching it, and I actually pulled up and looked into, every single time he said meat in a negative way, he actually said processed meat. So every study that he's citing or backing up was based off of like packaged deli meat in like canned specific like unhealthy overly processed food right um stuffed with or like they did a study on chicken and he was saying like chicken kills you and all this stuff because they pump so much like sodium oxide and shit Mm. but he and then he like really quickly he said like we went to uh local uh fast food restaurants and family restaurants to get our data blah 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 and then kept going it's like well you go to mcdonald's for your chicken source like obviously that's gonna be shit i mean once again right it's it's I mean, I bring it up. I bring it up because, you know, if you watched it, hey, do your due diligence, yeah. do the research, you know, speak to the, uh, you know, speak to the, I would say the, the, the experts that really do all the studies and stuff like that. Like go to sources, like I said, like Alan Aragon and Precision Nutrition and, you know, Eric Holmes. And we could go on and on about like who, but, you know, it's that that will will basically show like, look, look at this viewpoint, you know, because I, I, I see what's happening is like, People are like, man, I took out all meat and like I feel way better. And it's like, well, you probably took out a lot of processed food, so yeah. obviously you start feeling better. But that doesn't mean that you know, like that 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 what they're saying is 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 fucking right, right on point. Well, you know, and, so. and Jay Frugia talked about that too. He did a vegetarian diet and he said he felt great for a while, mm-hmm. but then he had to move back to it. But it taught him a lot about how to yeah, be like seventy five percent plant based, which yeah. I think is smart. But there's so many benefits to having meat from vitamins and minerals to creatine to protein to all these different things that your body can thrive on that I think it's I think it's crucial. Yeah. So I, I mean I, I hope at least if not if nothing else that we poke holes in it and tell you to go do due, due yeah. diligence rather than going uh, deeper into that. I, I felt like I needed to bring it up because it's like in my stream too much and I got annoyed by it. Dude, it's crazy. Um, One of the funniest things about it too is like 
like you said, he calls those big organizations. <laughs> so he calls the organization, the lady's like a receptionist, and he's like, how come you have blah, blah, blah on your menu for food recommendations? And she's and like, like, excuse I, me? And he says it again. She's like, um, I, I don't know. And then, and then it cuts the scene. He's like, another corporation with no answers to give us. And I'm like, she's a receptionist. What the it's fuck like do you want to yeah, do? This lady's like, look, man, this is my ninth hour shift. I'm fucking trying to get out of here. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I, I barely, you know, I can barely get two meals a day. Shit. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we're 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 kind of man. We're definitely running out of time on this one. Um, hey, I mean, th- appreciate the uh, the questions. Uh, like I said, we'll be doing these more regularly because then we can dig deep, as as you guys can see. Uh, to, before we leave, man, like we are five weeks out right now of uh, the Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Summit. Um, spaces are, are are going, but obviously we still we still got spots. Uh, the price is going to go up in about two and a half weeks. Again, so man, do not like, do not like, I would say, waste the opportunity to get in right now and get the full three days. So there's the one day that's the hands on at Vigor Ground, uh, and then there's two days at the beautiful Hyatt on uh, Lake Washington. VigorGroundSummit.com. Go to VigorGroundSummit.com. Got all the details there. Um, but man, don't miss out. Like, if you look at the, like, if you look at the lineup right now, it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's like straight impossible. up, it really is, and it, it really is absolutely ridiculous. And, um, Man, we're going to have a blast, so make sure that you sign up. Uh, if you live in Seattle and you're not there, and I ever hear you telling me about how there's no great seminars and opportunities, and like, man, I will roundhouse <laughs> kick you, for real. Like, I will roundhouse, double kick you, and, uh, you know, go teching on you, for real. Um, but with that said, you know, Coach Luca, Coach Cody, we're out of here. Love and appreciate you guys. Peace. <laughs>